directed us as we've walked along. God, thank you for keeping an unseen hand on us. God, as we've walked along, God, bless this service. God, we pray that everyone would follow you. God, whatever you, whatever you ask them to do, God, that they would follow their hearts. God, bless it from the beginning to the end. God, every word, every song, God, that it would be lifted up towards you. God, that we would praise and worship. God, today you are worthy of our praise and our worship. God, let us praise and worship you this morning. God, help those that need help. God, save those that need saved. God, let those that need to come home. God, let them come home. In Jesus' name, amen. Page 30.
appreciate the choir, appreciate Sean. This time I'll ask everybody seated to stand to take prayer requests. We wonder if there would be anybody this morning with an unspoken prayer request. Surely remember all those. Anyone with an unspoken prayer request? Lafayette and Samaria, their homecomings are today. for this service. Anybody else? Nobody else has anything? We'll ask Mike to lead us in prayer. God for being here while I feel. Uh, Y'all pray for me. My soul cries out, oh Lord, how long till my tolling ends and you call me home since I called a glimpse of my home in the sky nothing in this world keeps me satisfied is that the light of home i see do i feel a breeze from the crystal sea is that the Lord standing high 
on heaven's balcony if that's the lights of home it's a welcome sight to me seems i can hear the angels sing with harps of gold and a thousand strings earth holds no charm when i hear their song sweet beautiful land my home sweet home is that the light of home i see do i feel a breeze from the crystal sea is that the lord standing high on heaven's balcony if that's the lights of home it's a welcome sight to me appreciate that song appreciate mike Anybody else with a song or testimony this morning? I want to give plenty of opportunity. Anybody at all? If not, you pray thankful to be here and uh, I ask you to pray and uh, one thing I've learned uh, never ever will this work uh, doing it on my own uh, I've been there and you, you realize very quickly God knocks you down and you realize just how little you are um, just how small you are in this fight and I, I, but I thank God every once in a while he gives me the opportunity to stand for him and uh I thank God for that. But you pray, and we'll read in the first chapter of the book of Ruth today. That's where our heart's at. So. First chapter of the book of Ruth says, Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons, and the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife Naomi, and the name of his two sons Malon and Chilion, Ephrates of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Elimelech, and Elimelech Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. And, then, and they took them wives of the woman of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other Ruth. And they dwelled there about ten years. And Malon and Chilion died also, both of them. And the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people and given them bread. Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law, and they went on the way to return unto the land of Judah. And so you pray, that's all I feel like reading this morning. And if I could give you a text or a, a title, it would be Dying in Moab. And so you, you pray this morning, just begin to read, begin to think yesterday, begin to ponder. And uh, God brought this thought to my mind and begin to, to create a picture. And uh, it says, now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. And so the Bible introduces us and tells us here that this was a hard time in the land of Bethlehem, Judah. That there was a famine in the land and there were struggles and strife and, and trials uh, going on in this place in this time. And it introduces us uh, uh, to a man and it says, and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah went to sojourn in the country of Moab. During this time of struggle, during this time of strife, this man Elimelech decided that he was going to leave the country of Bethlehem, Judah, and journey over to a country of Moab. And, and two things out of this I want to point out to you this morning. 
uh, the Bible does not say that God told Elimelech to go and journey into Moab. It says that Elimelech decided that he was going to go and journey into Moab in his time of struggle and in his strife. And I know today, in the times of struggle and in the times of strife, it may seem easy to go one way and to go somewhere. But if God does not say go, we do not need to go. We need to go where God says go. If God says stay, we need to stay. If God is telling us to go one way, we need to go that way. We can get ourselves in a royal disaster this morning when we start making decisions on our own and stop seeking the counsel of God and of the Holy Spirit. And we find that in this time of struggle, and I'll say this, I believe today that the measure of a Christian is not in the time of the mountaintops and in the time of good times, but it is in the valleys and in the hard times where the true measure of a Christian is. When times are hard and going gets hard and we've got to make a decision, that's when the true measure of a Christian is, when you've got to decide whether you're going to go with him or go without him. And so today we find that Elimelech was there and, and during this time of trial he decided that he was going to move on his own. And so it says that he went to sojourn in the country of Moab and begin to look at that word sojourn. And if you look that up and research it, the Bible tells us and dictionaries tell us that that is a temporary stay. It is a temporary time where you travel and you don't plan on being there for very long. It's almost sort of a vacation, a temporary trip. The Bible tells us that he had planned on sojourning in that country. And I want to say this today. You may have walked away and you may have walked away from where God had you and it may have just been a sojourning trip in the moment, but you may find yourself today, it's no longer a sojourning trip. Mm, listen today, you may find yourself today in this place like a Elimelech where you made a decision to walk away because times got hard and going got hard and you wondered, why God are you doing this to me? But can I tell you that trip that you thought was just a moment of sojourning has now turned in to a lifetime of staying in Moab and I don't want to jump ahead of myself so you pray but we find that Elimelech decided that he was going to sojourn. Can I first tell you, don't first make the decision to go into the country you're not supposed to be in. Elimelech should have never made the decision to go into that country in the first place. Don't make that decision. It says that he and his wife and his two sons, this isn't very popular anymore, but when you make decisions that aren't with God, you bring people with you. People are listening. People are, are following what you're doing, whether you like it or not. There's people. You have children. You have nieces. You have nephews. You have family. You may have a lost mother or father. There are people that are following you into the country of Moab. Elimelech had his family and, and his two sons there. And the Bible says that as he went to sojourn, he took his sons and his wife with him. When you go down that road today, and I love you. Hear me good and well. I'm not mad at you in any way. I love you with my whole heart. But listen, when you make that decision to go in that country, whether you like it or not, whether you say, preacher, I didn't make them go, you are bringing people down with you. Listen, they've got to make their decision. I agree 100%, but don't lead them in the wrong direction. I don't want at the end of my life the people to look at me blame and say he lived in the country of Moab. He lived in the place he wasn't supposed to be. I want him to say he led people down to Bethlehem, Judah. He led people to where God was. I don't want him to roll me up in front of this place and say he tried every once in a while but I want him to say with every breath of every moment that he had, he turned it back over to him who gave it to him today. Listen, if you're dwelling and you've decided to go down into the country of Moab, whether you like it or not, you've brought people with you. There's consequences today to your actions. A lesson I was taught as a child, I would do something my dad would look at me and say, don't do it. And I'd do it. And there was a punishment for my action. Listen, there's a punishment for your action today. God said, those I love, I'll rebuke and I'll chastise. You may say, God's angry at me. God doesn't love me. Through His chastisement, through Him getting a hold of you, God loves you so much that He's trying to get a hold of you this morning. God doesn't want you out living in the world. He called us, Levi, to be separate, to stay away from the world. And today, how easy it is, and there's Christians everywhere that are living with the world on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then they come to the church house on Sunday and act like nothing ever happened. Can I tell you, I don't believe that you can do that today, that you can live however you want during the week and then come in on Sunday and worship and praise and be in the right place. God doesn't work like that. Your heart cannot be turned against Him. And then you come in and act like everything's okay. Listen, don't think you're fooling yourself. You may fool me, but I'm telling you today, you're not going to fool Him. You may think for a moment, I've got everybody fooled. Everything's okay. If you would look up to your Heavenly Father and realize He knows exactly where you're dwelling at and He knows exactly what you're doing. 
He knows the intents of your heart, I promise you. It says the name of the man was Elimelech and the name of his wife Naomi and the name of his two sons, Chilion, Ephrates of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. I've already told you, if you get to the point where you have to make a choice to leave Bethlehem and go to Moab, don't make that decision. But we find that Elimelech made that decision, Sean, and he went down into Moab. He was there. Today you may have made the decision and you may be in Moab. You may be in the place God does not want you to be. You've got to make a decision today. Sean, the Bible says that not only did they go, but they continued there. I don't know where you're at today, but if you're not where God wants you, do not continue there. Preacher, I'm fine right now. Sit for a second and just think with me. When struggle and strife comes, and I know Bethlehem Judah had struggle and strife, but when you're in Moab and you get struggle and strife and you realize that you don't have fellowship with Him, how's that feel today? Preacher, I'm fine. Can I ask you, are you fine? You may fool me, but when you get in that place, I believe it breaks God's heart, Bill. When a child is struggling and there's strife and there's turmoil in their life, and I believe God sits up and just looks down and says, if you would just give it to me. But we're stubborn today, aren't we? And we dwell in our Moab and we continue there and we say, God, I'm going to deal with my problems on my own. And God, I, I want to try to handle this on my own. Can I tell you something today? We will never get through life trying to handle everything on our own. It's time that we turn it all over to Him and say, God, here's my life. Here's my mornings. Here's my middays. Here's my evenings. Here's my job. God, here's my children. God, here's my family. Listen, it's time that we just say, God, I'm going to let you be God in everything in my life. God doesn't want pieces. He wants the whole thing today, Bill. I can see a limit like down there. Maybe Sean is, he just decided that he was going to continue. And you pray this morning, I want to bring this out to you. I'm sure at first, and it tells us this, he intended to be there for just a short time. And then a limit, or Naomi would look at him and say, Elimelech, we were supposed to go home. Elimelech, we were supposed to go back to Bethlehem, Judah. Why are we still in Moab? And he'd say, we'll go back to Bethlehem eventually. I don't know where you're at today, but if you keep putting off getting back to Bethlehem, Judah, if you keep saying, we'll get there eventually, you'll not get there. Elimelech said, we'll get there eventually. It's just going to be a short trip. And then he continued and continued. Can I say today, break the cycle of continuing in Moab. Get out of that country. Listen, we, we, we go on a little bit further and you pray. I, 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 I pray today. I, I feel it in my heart. Somebody's needing help. And the thing about it is that God won't convict you. God won't touch your heart and not offer help for it. If God convicts you today, God touches your heart. He's offering help. But so we find, and as I said, I can just see him there that maybe Naomi looked at him and said, when are we going to go? When are we going to get back to where we were supposed to be? When are we going to get back to where they're at? The Bible tells us later, Sean, that they found out that in the country of Bethlehem, Judah, they were prospering. It tells us that Naomi, after Elimelech and all them had died, that they realized that they were prospering in Bethlehem, Judah. I don't want to get ahead of myself. You pray, give me a few moments, and we find that... Uh, and continue there. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. And this is where my heart's at this morning, if I'm honest with you. Dying in Moab. Elimelech, his whole life, Blaine, he, he sojourned into Moab, and then he decided to continue there. And I'm sure year after year, he looked at Naomi and said, we're going to get back. The Bible says that in the country of Moab, in the country of Moab, that Elimelech died. Listen, if you don't get back to Bethlehem, Judah now, people aren't going to see you living there. 
Before you realize it, the Bible says life is but a vapor. Before you know it, in the twinkling of an eye, your life is going to be over like a flash and people are never going to see you dwelling in Bethlehem. Judah, seeing you dwelling where God wants you. And I can just imagine this morning, maybe as, as, as Naomi looks at Elimelech and says, Elimelech, listen, our whole lives, we brought our boys down here and they were just little. They don't even remember what it's like to live in Bethlehem. Judah, can I tell you today, your children and your family need to see you dwelling in Bethlehem. Judah, your children and your family we need to see you dwelling where God wants you. And if you're not careful, you're going to waste your life and get to the point where they look and they say, I've never seen my dad dwelling in Bethlehem, Judah. I've never seen my mother dwelling in Bethlehem. I've never seen my mother and my father and my grandparents dwelling where they need to be. Can I tell you today, your family and your friends need to see you where God wants you to be. God wants you to be there. I'm telling you today, if God wants you to be there, get back to Bethlehem, Judah. Get back to where God has intended for you. I can see maybe as, and I don't want to paint a picture outside of the Bible, hear me good and well, I can see maybe as, as Naomi's at the house and maybe tears begin to pour down and we need to get our boys back to Bethlehem, Judah. How do you, listen, how do you expect your children to think about how important Bethlehem, Judah is if you don't want to dwell there? I don't know who you are this morning. But if you want people to realize the importance of where God wants you, you got to be there yourself. It would have been easy for Elimelech to just tell the boys, tell the boys about how Bethlehem Judah was. But boy, how much better it would have been for Elimelech to take them and show them just how Bethlehem Judah was. I don't know where you're at, but today there's somebody in your life that needs to see you dwelling in Bethlehem Judah. Somebody needs to see you getting out of Moab, leaving that country where God doesn't want you, and they need to see you dwelling, Levi, where God wants you. Listen, I thank God for you, Scott. Thank God for you. But, but listen, Scott, just a few weeks ago in revival, I'm going to put it this way. That's okay. He got out of Moab and got to Bethlehem, Judah. And he said, I'm tired of people seeing me living in Moab. I want to see them see, them see me dwelling in Bethlehem, Judah. Today, if you want to dwell in Bethlehem, Judah, you can. You can dwell in Bethlehem. You can dwell where God wants you. I'm not saying we're going to be perfect by any stretch of imagination. But God wants you there. You can dwell there. You pray. Don't, don't waste your whole life. And then in a moment, when your life's over, you realize you've dwelled in Moab the whole time. That's time we won't get back, Sean. I know everybody knows that. that, that that's simple. Death is guaranteed. There's men everywhere. I, I was watching a documentary the other day and a man claimed he was a prophet uh, for the Mormon church and said that he was going to live forever. According to their beliefs, he was never going to die. And then the day came, Bill, where he died and they all sat around in confusion. Can I tell you today, we're guaranteed either he's coming back or death is very quickly approaching us. If we would just realize that, Sean, when we woke up this morning... The death angel was at the foot of our bed, ready to take us. And God spared us one more time. If you would think about it like that for a moment, I'm telling you, that means you need to get to Bethlehem because He's giving you a chance to dwell there. If God spared you this morning, He wants you to dwell in Bethlehem, not in Moab. I don't want to ramble, but let's pray a little bit more today. And it says, And Malon and Chilion died also, both of them, and the woman was left of her two sons and of her husband. I mentioned it, but I'm going to mention it again. We find that Elimelech died... And then time went on, Blaine, and the boys died. Those boys never, ever, ever knew what it was like to dwell in Bethlehem, Judah. I'm going to be blunt today. If you're saved and you're born again and you know what it's like to dwell in Bethlehem, Judah, it's awfully selfish. It's awfully selfish today that you would be so, so stuck up and so stubborn, so prideful to dwell in Moab. And your children are going to go through this life, your family are going to go through this life having no idea, no idea what it's like to dwell in Bethlehem, Judah. Don't just tell them today with your words, but when you begin to walk every day, show them with your actions what it's like to dwell in Bethlehem, Judah. Listen, Elimelech needed to take those children and go back to where God was at. Just a few more points and I'll be done, I promise, but... We, we go a little bit further. It says that Malon and Chilion died also. Both of them and the woman was left of her sons and of her husband. 
So th these boys have died, and all we have left now is Naomi and her two daughters-in-law. And we find it says, Then she arose with her daughters-in-law, that she might return from the country of Moab. She made a decision, Sean. I'm done dwelling in Moab. I'm leaving it. It says, and For she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited His people in giving them bread. Elimelech missed the prosperous time in Bethlehem. I've seen it firsthand and I've been there. Sometimes we get so stubborn, so stuck up that we stay in Moab that we don't get to participate in the blessing in Bethlehem. Listen, I, I, I've seen it in revival. I've seen it in any church service where the church begins to rejoice. People begin to celebrate that God's moving through the house. And there's some people that are on like a bump on a log. Because they're dwelling in Moab too long. You're going to stay there today, and when God begins to bless, God begins to move, and you sit back and you say, I don't feel anything. I don't think God's moving. Understand today, it's because you've stayed in Moab too long, and you've missed the blessing in Bethlehem. Preacher, how do I get the blessing? Get to Bethlehem now. That way when the blessing comes, you're prepared to receive it. Yes. Naomi said, I'm done dwelling in Moab because God is giving them bread and I want to be there for it today. When God begins to move, God begins to get the blessing. I want to be there in Bethlehem, Judah. When God begins to get blessing, I want to have my hands up ready to receive. Listen today, when God wants you to be in Bethlehem, get down to Bethlehem because He's wanting to help you out and He's wanting to take care of you. Naomi could have stayed in her way surely enough. Naomi could have said, I'm near the end of my life. What's it going to make a difference now? No, Naomi said, I've only got this much time left. With all the time I've got, I'm going to dwell in Bethlehem. You say, preacher, I'm near the end of my life. I, my children are out of my house. With the time you have left, get to Bethlehem. Naomi said, I'm going there. I don't care how much time. I don't care the circumstance. I'm going to Bethlehem. Can I be honest with you today? No matter what is going on, no matter the circumstance, no matter the excuse, get to Bethlehem. Get where God wants you. So we go on just a little bit further. It says, For she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited His people and giving them bread. Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law, and they went on the way to return into the land of Judah. This is my last point. I'll ask for a song. Naomi didn't only say, I'm going to Bethlehem, Sean. But when she decided, I'm going to Bethlehem, she got up and she walked to Bethlehem. So many times, Bill, we make a decision and we think, I'm going to do this. And I heard a preacher say this, what a, what a great thing. Our decision does not equate our action. Today, make a decision and let your action after equate the decision you just made. Naomi didn't just say, I'm going to go back to Bethlehem. She said, I'm going. And then she got up. No matter what was going on, no matter what was around her, no matter how old she was, she got up. And she walked to Bethlehem. One more thing, God just gave me this. When you go back to Bethlehem, you'll bring people with you. Yeah, when you get up and you decide, I'm getting back to Bethlehem, and those two daughters of hers, they, those daughters-in-law, they looked and they said, she's going back to Bethlehem. I want to go to Bethlehem. Listen, when you get back to Bethlehem, when you get to where God wants you, there are people that will follow you in that and they will find their place in Bethlehem, Judah. Yes, listen today. If you're thinking, I don't know if it's worth it, can I encourage you? Look around at you for a moment. Look around you and look, look circumspectly and realize that you got to get there because people need to get there too. You'll take people with you, I promise. Get us home whenever you're ready. I don't know who you are today. don't want to know what you stand in need of. But if you've walked away from the place where you're supposed to be, God wants you to get back where you were. Stand with us this morning, I ask of you, please. And if you're here and God's touched your heart and said it's time you get out of the country of Moab, it's time you get back to Bethlehem, Today would be a real good day to get out of Moab.
for a moment for Elimelech in the, in the time of struggle and strife, Moab looked really good when he was in Bethlehem, Judah. And then he got down to Moab, and I believe wholeheartedly, Roy, maybe for a moment it was what he thought it was, and then things started to crumble away. And he realized, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. This isn't, this isn't what I thought Moab was going to bring to me. And he realized this, this statement, I've made a mistake. Listen, if you've made a mistake and you've walked away from Bethlehem, or yeah, you've walked away from Bethlehem, get where you need to be. God just wants you back home this morning, I promise. God wants you where He can use you to bring other people to Bethlehem. Sing when you're ready. Come if you feel like you need to. God's not asking you to fix your problems on your own. God says, bring me your problems. Give me everything you collected while you were in Moab and I'll take care of it. Give me everything that you've got and I'll take care of it. You ought to move today while God's calling and asking you to get out of where you're at. Get out of that lane of sorrow, of hard time. Get where God needs you. So many times, I believe we, <coughs> we, we have this attitude, and I've, I've been there. Next service, I, I, I got stuff going on right now, and I, I got stuff to do, and maybe next week, maybe in the next couple weeks, I, I'll, I'll make the decision, and I'll come up and I'll move. And Roy, in my mind, I could see Elimelech, maybe, as, maybe he was in Moab, Blaine, and he, he said, you know what, maybe, maybe next week, I'll get back to Bethlehem. Maybe, maybe next week, when, when things are right in my life and I've got everything figured out, and can I tell you today, we're never going to figure everything out. Maybe he said next week, and then after that next week, it became the next week. And he said, maybe in the next couple, maybe in the next month or so, and Elimelech never made it back to Bethlehem because he kept putting it off. Today, this is the last thing I'm going to say, and I'm going to let him sing. Stop putting it off and get back to Bethlehem. While you've got an opportunity, while your life is still here, and while, it's still, while you still have a life, get back to Bethlehem. Sing when you're ready. appreciate your prayers and your attentiveness, uh, but I can only go as far as God allows me, and uh, that's as far as I feel like I need to go. I'll ask if anybody's got anything on their heart, anything they feel like they need to say, a song or a testimony, anything God's given you, feel free. I appreciate that. appreciate both. What, what a humble move. For, for even a child to say, I, I'm sorry. And here's my, he, he said, I want to give my problems to the Lord and not try to deal with them myself. You may think it's easier in the moment to deal with your problems on your own, but I promise you, if you just give them to God, it'd be a lot easier. But I don't want to ramble. I appreciate being here. Anybody else, appreciate that. Anybody else with something on their heart? Yeah, pray for it. Yeah. God help her. If you feel like moving, you move. Follow the Lord. I need to go back to Bethel where Jesus saved your soul. 
Go back to Bethel, where he took control. I will never forget the day. That's where my life began. You need to go back to Bethel now and then. Now if you are unhappy and everything's gone wrong, could it be that you have left your first love for too long? I will never forget the day. That's where my life began. You need to go back to Bethel now and then. Yeah, yeah good song. Good to revisit that place. Anybody else? Anything on their heart this morning? say continue in prayer for them. Anybody else? Nobody else has anything. We'll turn it over to Blaine for announcements. be a fall revival at Cherry Valley Baptist Church in Hamilton, Ohio. That will be October the 3rd through the 7th, and that starts at 7 p.m. every night. And Mike Rains and Terry Brock are scheduled uh, to be there and preach for that, so remember that. I will tell you, I talked to Dad this morning, and he's feeling uh, better, uh, and so continue to pray for him, but uh, uh, he's made a lot of improvement the last couple of days, so appreciate that. There's a lot of folks sick, so we need to pray for all of them, uh, not just dad, but uh, just a lot of folks that are sick. Some have COVID and some have other things, but uh, let's remember uh, all of them. Uh, the church directory, uh, remember that. If you get a chance, get signed up for that. They'd like everybody to be in that if you would, uh, so let's remember that. Uh, homecoming today at Lafayette. Uh, Israel Douglas uh, is there preaching homecoming today at Samaria down in uh, St. Mary's and Chase Lay is preaching down there and so if you get a chance this afternoon to go to either one of those if not pray for them uh, I will tell you this uh, when I spoke with dad this morning he had talked to Chase Lay early this morning when Chase was here in revival a week or two ago he preached a few nights about his nephew who was not saved. His nephew got saved last night. So he called dad uh, this morning early and told him about that. Uh, so Chase was uh, on cloud nine uh, and that's, uh, that's great news. Last thing I'll say is uh, brother Israel Douglas is scheduled to be with us tonight uh, and preach. So if you can come back, uh, pray for that service and uh, be here and listen to brother Israel. Anybody else with any announcements or anything? Like you said, come be back 6 o'clock. Israel will be with us. So you want to hear me again. So you lucked out. So, uh, I appreciate your prayers. And I appreciate being here this morning. I appreciate the Lord and how, how, how helpless we are without him. But, uh, at this time, I ask everybody that's seated to stand. And uh, we'll ask Brother Dave Jordan to pray dismissal. <laughs> 